0: When you were newlyweds, it was easy to have so much time for each other, especially for things like physical intimacy and romance. But kids came along, and then you, know, you kind of take a back seat. All right, today is Valentine's Day. We're going to put uh, love right on the front stage and shine the light on it. And we want to encourage you to keep uh, active in your romance. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin, and they lead the Focus Marriage Team here. And uh, Aaron, how about you what uh, What do you think couples struggle with the most in terms of keeping intimacy alive in their relationship?
1: Um, I can tell you that it is a common thing that I see within my practice as well as the research shows fifteen to twenty percent of u s couples report being in a sexless marriage, which that 's defined by Um, little or no sexual activity between the two spouses. So that's like
0: one in five marriages, one in six. Right,
1: right. And what I would say is that there's so many, the different stages of parenting, you know, small kids, exhaustion, getting up in the middle of the night, you know, being a a mom, having a baby glued to her hip and, you know, feeling... um, overtaxed and just exhausted. And, but then you think about having teenagers and that creates a different stressful dynamic as well. And so I see those dynamics playing out in my office and it makes sense. And what I continually say to these couples is, you know what, what do we need to do to prioritize this? It's important. And it's amazing to see how couples work that through and figure it out. Yeah.
0: Boy, as you talked about kind of the the parenting spectrum, I thought even recently, I locked the door, and Dina looked at me and said, "Why? We're empty nesters. <laughs> <laughs> we got nobody in the house. Why are you locking the door?" It's like I so don't know like, habits. I just, learned, just yeah, That's muscle memory, right there. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and hear from Gary Thomas and Deborah Folada. They have um, a really great resource, uh, a good book. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but they're going to address why it's so important to prioritize sexuality in your marriage. Here now is Jim Daly.
2: Let's hit some of those big themes that we haven't been able to cover. And again, people, if this is uh, touching a need in your own life, uh, get a copy of the book and we'll give you the details to do that in just a minute. But those big themes, uh, Deborah, coming back to the idea that physical pleasure is good. It is good. God is okay with it. Hmm. It's not something to be shameful of, uh, but something to embrace. Take a swing at that one.
3: Yeah. You know, when you feel like your marriage is doing well emotionally and you're at a good place, you know, I I just think of the average couple who's got kids and there's so much going on in their life, and all of a sudden the kids start becoming the forefront of everything that they do.
2: Kid centric
3: kid-centric marriage and their their intimacy and their sex life kind of takes a back seat. You know, those are the couples that we want to focus on. We want to remind them that when you prioritize one another, when you prioritize the intimacy in your marriage, when you prioritize your sex life, you're actually helping your family because a connected mom and dad, a connected couple overflows good things into their children's lives, into their family's life. When you're filled up emotionally and sexually, it overflows into your ministry. It overflows into your life in, in so many ways. And so there's a benefit and a blessing. And God knows this. You know, this was his plan. We're not coming up with this stuff. Biblically speaking, God knows that a healthy sex life goes hand in hand with a healthy marriage.
4: Yeah. We had a couple that just is encouraging where before they had kids, they would have these long drawn out sessions and they really remembered gourmet intimacy experiences. And then they were at a place where they had three or four kids. And she said, "You know, I feel like I'm being pawed all day and we'd look, okay, turn up the TV. We've got 10 minutes, let's just go take (laughs) care of it. She goes, because I just needed that release. But after a while, she said, I realized it wasn't serving our marriage. Mm. There's a place for quickies in marriage, but they likened it to fast food. You're not hungry, but it's not really nutritious. It's not nurturing. And they realized we need to take a step back and create some of those gourmet experiences that we had just taken for granted. And that's what I love about the whole idea of married sex, the way that God designed it. There's so many different forms. There's a place for quickies. There's a time for fun sex and sensuous sex athletic sex, or just those gourmet experiences. And it they all serve the relationship in a different way. But taking a step back, and just as you say, I, my wife every day, have you gotten your seven servings of vegetables in? <laughs> Has our relationship gotten our emotional connection in? Have we gotten our sexual connection in? Have we gotten our spiritual connection in? Recognizing what does our relationship need and recognizing that sex can be a big part of it, but not just sex, different kinds of sex that reaches each spouse in a different way. And I think it
2: brings us down, and I love those summaries to this last question, and then we're done, and uh, we can all breathe easier. (laughs) Uh, But again, this is awesome. I'm so grateful to you writing the book and being here with us. But let me ask each of you to describe what the ultimate goal of a good and godly sex life is. And uh, for example, you encourage husbands and wives to keep learning all they can throughout their lifetime throughout their marriage to do this better and better so kind of hone in on what we're aiming for
3: if I had to put it in one sentence I would say that a healthy sex life is more about relationship than about release and what does it look like to use sexual intimacy to build the relationship when sexual intimacy is lacking what does that tell me about the relationship and what we need to work on so when we can keep that front and center I think it'll really help us in navigating this conversation.
4: Mm. Gary? I mentioned this yesterday. I believe it's mutually pleasurable. It's personally affirming. I feel valued. I feel cherished. I feel closer to you. And I believe it's spiritually energizing. It leads us closer to the God who created us and who created the act, who created marriage. So that when we appreciate each other, We appreciate the fact that we're created with bodies and we can enjoy each other and we can worship a God because of it. I think we're going to a special place.
0: Well, Greg, Gary Thomas brought up how sex in a marriage leads us closer to each other and to God. And so um, talk to the person who's struggling because they're not seeing that spiritual connection. It's a physical thing and it may
5: not even be all that pleasant. Well, I, you know, really God designed sex to be best enjoyed when it's based on something other than, as you talked about, appearance or, or even performance. And I love how really, you know, God bases it on committed love. And that's a gift that he's given a married couple. So within that covenant marriage, that makes me then very aware of God's committed love for me. And so even the way that we get to enjoy sex together should be a reminder of, man, God has that same committed love for us, that same passion to know, because I love when in the Bible, you know, God uses the word yada to talk about sex, Mm -hmm. and that word really means to be fully known. God wants a husband and wife to fully know each other in, in every way, shape, or form in the same way that He wants to fully know us. You know, when you think about Proverbs 5:18 and 19, that talks about, you know, as a lovely deer, a graceful dove, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight; be intoxicated always by her love. You know, when when Aaron and I experience our physical intimacy, we're unwrapping this beautiful gift that God has given, and He's made it clear that, man, look what I've given you guys as a married couple. Man, enjoy that thoroughly; be intoxicated you know, by that love and just enjoy each other. That's really good. And I so appreciate your perspective and the the conversation with Gary uh,
0: and Deborah was wonderful. Uh, Listen, the book that Deborah Fileta and Gary Thomas wrote is called Married Sex, and it really goes in depth on what you've heard today. Um, Make a donation to the Ministry of Focus on the Family, and we'll send a copy of that book to you. It's our way of saying thank you for being part of the support team. Thank you for being a financial partner with us Thank you for, as Jim Daly says, often uh, doing ministry through us. We've got so many great tools. This podcast has tens of thousands of people listening regularly, hundreds of thousands of downloads every month. Uh, Help us continue the outreach of this podcast and the ministry uh, with a gift, and we'll say thank you by sending married sex. And it is Valentine's Day, so I want to point out that we have a great series that Greg and Aaron have Uh, put together. It's called Loving Well, and uh, season six has launched. It's a wonderful series that will help you um, keep the Valentine's spirit, if you will, alive in the coming days. If you haven't listened to all the episodes, Uh, we'll link over to the Loving Well podcast in the show notes. Next time, more from Gary Thomas and Deborah Folata. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.